This is Story Route Zero, a podcast where friends gather to talk of their travels through the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, and even the confusing worlds encountered in games. We may not always know where we're going, but that's often half the fun. If you have a question, comment, concern, or a story of your own, hit us up on Twitter at StoryRoute underscore zero. You can email us at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com, and you can find everything we do at StoryRouteZero.com. Let's have a journey. We're on our way. Here we go. We're going to take over. Set it off one last time. Here we go again. This is Story Route Zero. My name is Matthew. Got a couple of friends with me and one to join us later. Uh, I've got uh, Brian Cluel. We call him Moose because we nasty. How are you, sir? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm all right. Awesome. And then the, the, the least polite man in New Jersey, Jason Marshall. How are you? Wow, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> I did, honestly, I thought of that off the top of my head real quick because you always say he, you're always talking about how Rob Bernaldi's so polite. So, <laughs> Good old Rob. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so we, we are, this is episode zero of a, a, a podcast called Story Route Zero that we are, we are, we are now launching. And we decided to really just dip our toes in with a tiny topic, uh, the games of 2019. And uh, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a super, lo- it's going to be a super long show. Uh, our fourth co-host will be joining us for when we actually do our, our personal games of the year list. But for now, we're going to do some categories. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, say, I'll save, you know, the actual intros of like what we're doing here for episode one. So let's just get into it. Starting off our 2019 cavalcade of bullshit, uh, because 2019 was a good one. Uh, biggest miss. Now, uh, who, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, it, it's going to be really weird because this game is pretty high on my game of the year list. But uh, Borderlands 3 and the story for Borderlands okay. 3. I, I mean, it's it is kind of tough to follow the handsome Jack story of Borderlands Two, but I just feel like the I just feel like they're annoying. The 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 main bad guys in the game are just they're more annoying than they are like charming and like you know like. Handsome Jack had that charm to him where you're like, I hate his guts, but he's funny, so I'll kind of listen to him when he talks. Yeah. They're just straight up annoying, and you're just like, I just want to kill him now. And so it's just basically like you trying to like steamroll the game to get to the end so you can just, you know, kill them all. But anyways, I think the – other than that, though, they the game is great. So – I mean, but that that's like the biggest miss for me of 2019 was the story. I get that because – they were Terry and Troy. You kind of knew what they were going to say. They had no mm-hmm. surprise, like quote, like, like Jack. Jack would tell you stories. There's that yeah. one he tells about the guy with the spoon, and then he's like, "And the moral is, you're a bitch." 
<laughs> right. It's like, right. I don't know. Like, it, it's yeah. funny, but they're just yeah. like, they're basically like the most annoying Twitch streamers ever, which was yeah. the goal and it, they yeah. accomplished it. But yeah. it was kind of like, it was almost telegraphed what they were going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get, I get that. Yeah, I mean the like uh, I should say I you know, clearly we, it's been a bit since we've done this. Uh, probably gonna spoil some games. So if spoilers are a thing for you. Might not want to listen or go you somewhere know, else. Bro. Choose your own adventure on this one. Just thought I'd be uh, 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 forthright with that. Um, I I mean I think the one thing Borderlands had going for it was uh, the gameplay loop. Um, you know, shoot, shooting guns and making colorful weapons pop out of enemies is still fun. Oh no! Yeah, totally. Uh, but I, but yeah, I'm totally with you. This, this, this a lot of a, just so much of that story. It's just like, hey, uh, we're stuck in 2012 internet humor. Yeah, like I I, I mean, like granted, it was a miss, but the storyline brought forth some great stuff which we'll, we will talk about later in the category lists mm-hmm. but anyways I, I i feel um i feel they could have did better with the story but now is that your winner or is, or is that honorable mention or no that that it so i thought we were just starting with i guess i could have went honorable mentions that's so, fine you, tip, you know whatever it's you know what we we should do honorable mentions and then do our, our number sure ones. so that was my number one but i didn't have two honorable mentions like normal i just had one Mm-hmm. And the other one was Division Two. Okay. Just with them, like you think that Ubisoft would learn it from the the first one, and right when they get the first one going proper, they release Division Two, and then they just have the same issues. Yeah. They have the same issues with like the raid. They have the same issues with like limiting things and just mm-hmm. like unbalanced and 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 just thing and just one after the other, and you're you're just like I like. This is the second one, right? This isn't yeah. the first rodeo with the division, and so, um, I think that that was. I I also feel like there was a huge miss with that one in the fact that like, I don't like the only time I'm ever gonna go back to that game to play it is to to, to platinum it, and that's it. I think, like, I'll download it to platinum it, and then just be like, I'm done playing this. Like, I this this was the year for me of finding out that I I do not want to play. Uh, games where I have to be involved, you know, on a daily basis. Obviously, unless it's World of Warcraft when I play with right. Captain Canada, but like games that I have to keep coming back to and keep coming back to and put hours upon hours on a daily basis into. I'm just like, no. Like, I feel like it. It must be something that WoW does in the fact that like I can just hop on there for like an hour and feel like I was productive. When I hop on the mm-hmm. division, I'm like spending an hour to get like, or like a, like 15, 20 minutes to get freaking downtown or get to the right map area. I'm fighting enemies left and right. And you know, you might die a couple of times depending on what tier world you're playing. And it just, yeah. it would get frustrating. Whereas like with wow, you could just pop in and be like, all right, I'm in this new area. Um, I've got a lot of rested experience. I'm going to do like three, four quests and call it a day and bounce out, you know? Like it doesn't, it's not working against you. you okay. Know? So, uh, Division sure. Two was actually on mine, only because this is the only category I could fit it in. Because I can't find anything really wrong with the game necessarily. It was, <clears> just, <throat> I mean, it could have been because I platinum the first one in January, 
maybe it was somewhat of a burnout from the game. I do yeah. feel the Division Two is cumbersome. Like you said, like you can't just jump on. Like it takes you ten minutes to get to. Obviously, there's fast travel, but like I feel like it wants you to feel like you're actually hoofing it through the mm-hmm. city. Like, mm-hmm. but it kind of takes a toll sometimes because you're like, oh, where was I? Like, where do I go? And then like, and it's it does have that um, ooh piece of candy where you yeah. want to go and but then you get so far off course where you want it to do it's almost yeah. not fun to like i feel some games that do that you kind of forget what you were doing and you're like oh whatever this is fun but that you you do because you the progression is tied to some missions and yeah doing that kind of it's like a it's almost demoralizing like all right now like i guess this is the last thing i do i wanted to do one thing and i ended up doing this but i'm not going to bother with the other thing yeah, the actual thing I came along online to do, I'm not going to do because I got sidetracked by other stuff. So yeah, uh, I think I think it's because of the the, the way I played that game. Um, and I agree, I agree with what you said, uh, Moose, about just not wanting to just have that nece- that necessity to get on every day. And uh, I remember when uh, I I played Destiny for that brief shining 20 minutes of my life. Uh, and I was like, before I had uh, picked it up, I was talking to a buddy of mine. He was like, well, you kind of have to jump in every day and do the daily. And then you have to do the nightfalls like every week or, or whatever they were at the time. Yeah. And I, I was just like, why do I have to do that? And he's like, well, cause it's an MMO. I go, then why would I play an MMO? I mean, it's, I, like, I don't like doing chores as an adult. Why am I going to do it in a game? That, that have to. Yeah. yeah. The- See, that's their problem. Like with <laughs> World of Warcraft, you don't, that's where I think you you might have a misconception. Like, sure. I, I, yeah. You don't have to do anything in World of Warcraft. You yeah. just go in, do some quests. You'd be like, you know what? I want to work on my mining. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go and mine some stuff and level a quest here. But you don't have to go in and be like, like you were saying, oh, I've got to do the daily quest. Oh, I've got to do the raid quest. You know, like yeah. do my night strikes or do, you don't have to do a uh, PVP. Like you don't, you don't have to do anything in World of Warcraft. You don't have to. I, some people, some people don't even go level a character. They just park in the city and work the market and make mm-hmm. their money off the market. Like that's that's what they do. So yeah, and um, and, I, and I think that the I mean that the thought of that sort of pushed me away from Destiny for sure. But uh, in the in the Division Two, like I was just like, you know what, I'm going to play this probably platinum it and then just be done. Uh, before matchmaking was in the raid, I platinumed it, and then I just I never went back like that. I don't have, I have the platinum. I don't have the hundred percent. Uh, cause frankly, I don't give a damn. Um, but, uh, I did like the, I did like the, the loop of the division. Um, I did like some of the things they did in that world, but I totally agree that it was kind of a mess. Um, so Marshall, any more from you? Uh, my other big miss was I love foreign order. They, there were no real boss fights. I felt they kind of missed, like, they didn't, <laughs> I mean, they, they really, like, they intermingled a lot of cutscenes, and mm-hmm. it was, didn't really get far and doesn't want to. Um, which, but is totally, which is totally understandable. You kind of, 
the first boss fight, I guess it's an introduction to the character, it's cut short. You mm-hmm. do have the one fight against the night is it the ninth sister? I think yeah, the the bigger one. Yeah, you, yeah, you fight you her a couple fight of that, times. But then even the final fight, I won't. It's too new. I won't spoil the end, but it, you don't really finish her. In a sense. Yeah, yeah. But I, I felt like with all they were doing, because and it was respawn. Titanfall two had some great boss fights. I remember mm-hmm. that one on the uh, I forgot the name of the boss, but the one on the when you're on top of that train. He's a flying one, and he keeps coming at you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, That's a good one. Oh, my God. I was getting so frustrated. And then when you get it, you get it. But, like, <sighs> I felt Fallen Order really – like, the combat was great. It's just there was no, like, these big boss fights that I wanted. Yeah. Like, there um, were moments, like, when you found, like, a legendary creature. But what were those, 45 seconds a minute? They weren't, like <laughs> – long fights oh, and and and, then, and they didn't really seem all that legendary there was no like real gravitas to it no they were just named there was just a, like, a larger version of the normal it's just like yeah i'm just like mm-hmm. and and all of them like they're they're you know i mean think about anything any any game we know of there being like the the equivalent of a legendary fight like uh like in diablo those special creatures that show up the, yeah um i, I want to say are, are the there so, no not the nemesis system that was that was a little different but no uh, but they would glow they'd be the champions they'd be yellow yeah. outlined or the elites like mm-hmm. oh, but okay. you knew you were fighting them like yeah, the legendaries if if you weren't really paying attention the fallen order you probably could beat one on a lower difficulty and not realize Oh, that's the legendary. Well, there's a there's a trophy for fighting all four of them. I think I got it by accident, and <laughs> I got it. Me. I got it when I got it when uh, I fought what I thought was the first one. I'm like, oh, that's a different color one of those. I guess that's probably one of the legendaries. Kill that! I go. So that's one down. Trophy pops. I'm like, what? <laughs> when did I fight the other three? <laughs> like, I. So uh, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order is a really easy plan <laughs> but uh it's there are some annoying parts of it but yeah i'm totally with you they they needed i really liked that game i enjoyed my time with it i think it was definitely a popcorn movie of a video game where there was a whole there, it, it wasn't doing much else other than like hey star wars you yeah. want you want to swing a lightsaber at somebody? Cool. You want to change yeah. the color of it? Cool. We can do that too. You want to have Darth Maul's lightsaber? Fine. We'll let that happen. Um, I think I think the third act of that, the writing, is done really well. Uh, at least at least it's not like you're <laughs> barreling towards an end where you just sort of see the end coming and you want to get through everything else just to get to it. They change yeah. it enough in the third act where you're just kind of like, huh, this is, I, I need to go, I need to see what this is about now. Um, and there was a whole, there were, well, I don't want to say a whole lot, but like there was enough ancillary Star Wars stuff that I did not know about. Like, I mean, as a, I, I consider myself a Star Wars fan. I have not read any of the novels. I have not watched the Clone Wars. I have not watched Rebels. Uh, the only movie I've not seen is Solo, and frankly, I don't care to. But uh, but these the the parts of the mythos that I didn't know about, like um, I forget what they're called. I, I guess they're called Night Sisters, not what 
the enemies are, but that one that's on Dothamir or whatever. Mm, Marin. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I don't know about any of this and would be really interested in finding out. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully they do more of that. Uh, yeah, in, I'd, in I'd like to, game. I'd definitely like to see where they go. Mm-hmm. Even if they didn't follow, like they clearly didn't shoehorn it into the movie. Like whether it's canon or not, they kind of kept it on its own. And I'd like to see if they keep it on its own. Yeah. Although I will say this, if they do another Star Wars game, uh, similar, do a different protagonist. Oh yeah. yeah. Cal Kestis is very boring. It's just like, hey, it's, it's general lightsaber man. <laughs> like that's that's what it is. Yeah. Um. So for uh, anything else, or you want me to go? Um. Oh, and then along the same veins, I felt the outer world bosses weren't. Um. Maybe I was just overpowered, but they mm-hmm. really weren't anything challenging. Yeah, like there's other games I played this year that it was a boss fight. You knew it was a boss fight. <laughs> Like the outer worlds, like I probably couldn't name most of the boss fights, and I guess the way it was that if you get overpowered, it's kind of like, oh, okay, oh, that was a boss. <coughs> but I mean, that's more. But that was less than Jedi. It wasn't as prominent for me because there's more to outer worlds than I felt Jedi. But well, I'll look okay. at that later. Sure. Uh, biggest miss for me, uh, th- these were games that I really wanted to play but ended up missing out on. Um, uh, the, the honorable mentions are uh, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, uh, Out and Outer Worlds. Uh, the saddest thing about Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night is I kickstarted that game, so I just haven't had a chance to play it. <laughs> 2020, I do, buddy. I do have it, though. <laughs> Um, but my winner is uh, is Disco Elysium, um, and the reason I put that as as the winner is because what I everything I've heard about it the art I mean it's it's an RPG the leveling system is uh, a little bit unorthodox for RPGs which makes me happy very much like uh, a game we'll, we'll probably talk a ton about uh, Remnant from the Ashes where you're not just throwing stats into strength agility yeah defense intelligence um you are like in remnant specifically you are acquiring new types of stats as you as you do things in the game and i i think that was super impressive um and that disco elysium seems to be uh, a, a new landmark for story in video games uh i'm i'm always interested in finding that thing that stuff out too so uh luckily that'll come out come to consoles in 2020 and i will be able to play it and i'm excited for it um that's our first category uh next up uh is is definitely the biggest miss uh the most disappointing game um, I'm going to start this first uh, because I, ha- I think I have a consistent winner uh, in anybody that played it. Anthem. Uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I would say it was my most disappointing game if I actually wasn't playing Anthem, the loading screen. Right. <laughs> like, couldn't even get into the game to even try it to be able to play it. So, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, Anthem did... Anthem did one thing right, and it's the one thing they added late on in the de- development cycle, so I've heard. Uh, the flying. The flying in Anthem, getting from one place to another, is top fucking notch. Uh, the rest of it, though... Well, I feel if, if, the, if the news out there is correct... It might be a game I might be coming back to where there are talks that they're going to try and do the quote-unquote Realm Reborn treatment to it, where they, they revamp the whole game and, and relaunch it. And I believe they're even saying that people that own the first, like the initial game, like when they bought the initial game, it'll they'll get this update for free. So it'll kind of be like Anthem comes out and it's like, the newer, newest version is like $60, but anyone mm-hmm. that already owned the game just gets that automatically. So I don't, I don't know. If they do do that and it turns out to be really good, maybe I'll come back to it. You said doo-doo. Um, <laughs> I, think that, I think that like you could say what you want about No Man's Sky's launch. Uh, this was way, way, way worse. Mainly because before No Man's Sky, Hello Games had only done the Joe Danger series. Uh, this is Bioware, <laughs> where yeah. they've sort of been co- consistently acclaimed for their storytelling across the Dragon Age, Mass Effect, those series, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And um, they, you know, know their way around a narrative. And this was... This was bad. Yeah. The only bit of interesting story you get is right before you roll credits. <clears throat> and to my knowledge, and I have not been paying that close attention to it, they've not really lived up to what they said they were going to do even that far. So, uh, so yeah, my honorable mentions in this category were um, Far Cry New Dawn and uh, Rad. Uh Far Cry New Dawn is kind of a misnomer here because it's really just another Far Cry game. And I think because I really like that series, I want there to be something more to it. And it just does not come along. Um, Rad. uh, Rad is a weird one. Um, I recently put uh, uh, a little piece up on on my website, infiniterewind.com, about roguelikes. Uh, that I that I basically it's just like here's why I like roguelikes and rad uh, I had an I had an incident where I was playing rad I was doing really really well I, I had ramped myself up for what I thought was going to be a really long run I touched this one idol that I had never really seen before and I'm like okay I'll roll this dice and then it changed my entire character in a way oh, that bummer. like <laughs> it was the, bum- the bummer mutation yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, all of a sudden I had went from having a very, very offensive focused build to, uh, a crowd control build. And the only way I had to learn how to use it was the boss fight that was in the next room. Cause I had killed everything else in the world. So yeah, I have a little bit of, uh, P- uh, PTSD from that. 
So, uh, so that I mean, Double Fine, you did a, you did a great job with Red. I'm just really angry at what happened to me in that run. So please don't hate me. <laughs> uh, uh, to add to Brad, I loved it, but. And obviously, this is a. I mean, I'm not a developer, but the load times on Rad were abnormally long. And for a rogue, rogue light, rogue light, when you want to just get back in there, and you got this five minute block where you're like, I gotta wait again. Like it kind of kills. It almost kills the someone. Like, like oh, that's how I do that, and I'll go back, and it's like, oh. All waiting, right. waiting, 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 like, waiting. I, I know that, I mean, games are good. Plenty of games have low tons, but I feel like a game, like, I mean, it's hard to compare everything to Dead Cells because it's such a phenomenal game. But Dead Cells, yeah. you died, you can get back in it in 10 seconds at most. Yeah, the loading like, is crazy like, on that game. Yeah. And I understand, like, when you're loading different elements into a system, like, obviously it could take longer, but I feel like with that type of game, it kind of, like it loads you back into the hub world and then you still have to load just to leave the hub world. And it's like, really? Yeah. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 could, I, I could see, I could see where you came from with that. Yeah. What, I mean, what it, system did you play on? PS4. Oh, okay. I wonder how it was on switch. My uh, I played, I, well, I double dipped. I, I, I liked playing. I mean, I used switches as th- this situation, the, the PTSD event, we'll call it. Uh, happened on PS4, but I played it predominantly on Switch, and the load times weren't great, but um, uh, it, it, I, I will say this, as great as Bloodborne is, when that game launched, those load screens were bad. They were not Bloodborne at launch bad. Uh, Rad was not Bloodborne at launch bad, where you, you know, you die and you could get up, go make yourself a sandwich, uh, take your bathroom break, eat your sandwich, then come back and maybe it'd be finished. Um, uh, who, uh, wh- whichever one of you is, would like to go next. Oh, I'll go. Yeah. Um, I rarely get disappointed. So it's, but usually I don't like a game, move on. Biggest sure. game for me was Decay of Logos. Moose mm. heard me. I was waiting for this when it was announced. I thought it was the coolest thing. I got an opportunity to review it. Um, my reviews at where's the pause button.com. Um, I got the code. Turns out the code was wrong, and I wasn't the only one. IGN even suffered from this. A, a wrong code was sent. Fine. Mistakes happen. Whatever. Got a new one. This game just would not run. And it was, I don't know if it's been fixed since, but it like killed any urge for me to play this game. Like it was like, Zelda meets a little Dark Souls, Shadow of the Colossus. Like, it was all these great games kind of when you watch the trailer. And it just, mm-hmm. it's like heartbreaking that it really didn't run it, at all. Like, and it was just like so frustrating going through this. Like, it was even hard writing the review. Like, I didn't, it's a four man team. I didn't want to knock them. Like, it's yeah, four man yeah. team trying, it's, but like, it's, it's rough. I, I've played bad games, but like, this just was like, it was almost unplayable and it was so like I was really bummed because this wasn't just oh I'll try this game like I was looking forward I think when it was first announced earlier in the year and then it happened and it was like oh I remember hearing about that game two or three years ago Mm -hmm. 
Like I remember, I remember that being announced and I was like, oh, that, that'll be cool. And yeah. I think, I think it was actually you that brought it up to me, Moose, way back then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let's, let's see what happens. We had it, we, <clears throat> we had it on our games to buy. Yeah. Back, like on our um, cheap going back like two years, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then we just then we just removed it without buying it. We're just yeah. like bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, so that was a big one. Yeah. I can't speak to Anthem. Uh, to be honest, Anthem didn't interest me when it was first launched. It was like so it's like Destiny, just by a different company. I'll pass. Yeah. So I can't speak to I've heard everything, obviously. All the sure. disappointment from I mean, that's probably one of the most disappointing just in a general consensus for gamers. Man. <laughs> like and you mentioned No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, yeah, it launched poorly, but it had a small audience. If you didn't really care about it, you're like, eh, who cares? Small indie. Anthem though, like it had so much hype built towards it and everything they did to fix it didn't really fix it. Yeah. And then when you actually uh, yeah, it's cool if they do a Realm Reborn style, but like the fact that within a less than a year you got to the point where you're like oh we're just gonna redo the whole thing it's like uh... yeah i mean i think i think i think the difference the difference between the two is no man's sky suffered from all the expectations that the audience hoisted onto it on top of well well it's just a little bit of sean murray just saying the wrong things any chance he got um this was just mm-hmm. like you're bioware <laughs> like how, how does this happen mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they i mean and, and i think uh i think it's also they're, like a, a bit of ea too like i don't I, they're no longer bioware no right but but it's see, it's, but, it's all it's all ea's interaction with it it's all like but, they're just but, they're just grinding another developer into dust before they completely wipe it from existence and just move mm-hmm. on to the next one, you know? And yep. so like that, that game should not have come out. It should have been. Yeah, they, they should have delayed it. They should have delayed it. Yeah. But anyways, um, any more, Jason? That's it. All right. I'll go next with uh, most disappointing game in mine is Star Wars Fallen Order. Okay. So, um, I, so I played it for like a whole day and got done, I guess, with the tutorial area and was like ready to get on my cruise ship and like go off and do whatever I had to do. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. So like, I just, I wasn't enjoying the combat. I wasn't enjoying like the traversal through the world. And I sat there and I'm like, I can either keep this on my console and play this, or I can go back to control. And I was like, I'd rather go back to control. And so I was just like, bye. Like, I, that, it's taken me to the age of 40 and, <laughs> and like 20, 2019 to be like, I'm not enjoying this, so I don't have to give it any more of my time. Bye, and just deleted it off. <laughs> Wait, like, I'm an adult. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't have to give it my time. I want to, but you know what? It hasn't earned it. I mean, and and I also delete it 
Metro Exodus off my hard drive, but that was to put other games on to go back to. Yeah. I didn't delete it because I didn't, I haven't even played the game. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to touch it by the end of the year. And I'm like, right. I probably won't touch it till next year. But like, that's a completely different story. But Star Wars Fallen Order was like the most disappointing for me just because I heard some really good things about it. I was watching people play it uh, uh, and stream it. And I was like, oh, this looks like I would enjoy this. You know, Dark Souls was Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love Dark Souls. It just did not click with me. And I'm, I might eventually go back to it and maybe get the platinum or something. But I mean, we'll see. Who knows? But that's my most disappointing game of the year. Any others? Um, I guess like you, Anthem. Because, like, even though I heard, like, uh, all the hoopla about it, um, I, like, I had no expectations going in. But then, like, the fact that, like, I couldn't get out of a freaking loading screen to play the game. Like, I sat, like, in, I played it for, like, 90 minutes, like an hour and a half. And, like, the vast majority of that was, like, loading screens. I don't even, actually, to be honest, I don't even know if I played it that long. I might have sat through, like, four or five loading screens and was like, this is dumb. Like, mm-hmm. this is a waste of my time. And, I mean, it sucks. And there was enough new stuff around Anthem that you could have easily just found something else to do with your And time. I did. Like, mm-hmm. I completely got rid of it. And I, I, I think I went right back to uh, Division 2 or something like yeah. that. So, so that, would, that would be an honorable mention. So. Okay. All right. So now we're, gonna, we're going to get into some positivity. Favorite old game um this is more of games where we're a little background for people listening we are all adults we all have jobs spouses and or families uh so we have other things to do this is our backlog category um uh i i'm gonna do the same thing i did for the last podcast i was on uh where i'm just going to say i played i i had i had a top 10 for this i'm not going to talk about any of them i'm just going to mention them um gardens between swords of ditto hyper light drifter neo castle crashers is probably my winner enter the gungeon cuphead ori in the blind forest time spinner and crypt of the necrodancer those are all games that didn't come out this year that you should play um yeah and now now it's your guys' turn um so honorable mentions uh the messenger and number three i guess you could say number three that that, that game is just really cool a lot of fun to play i didn't get to play it last year Um, i bounced right off of it It yeah it it was i think you you had an issue where you're like oh it's too easy i don't want to deal with this and you you bounced um uh my next so this kind this category i kind of treat as like like two categories like it's my like you said like the backlog category but also this is my my game i should have played the year before you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i I should Mm -hmm. i should have played this game the year it came out and i didn't and so uh number two is castle crashers but granted that came out in 2008 still a great game launched on on ps4 gonna try and get that platinum beat-em-ups have not come very far since this game no no. um but my number one is far cry 5 like uh okay we it was the first game i platinum in uh this year and it was the first game as part of you know nerds gone platinum challenge uh Mm -hmm. co-op challenge and that game was a lot of fun had me hyped for um uh new dawn so I enjoyed the game thoroughly. It kind of like, 
I don't want to say Skyrim with guns, but like it had a, a lot of different ways to approach a situation. So I like that, you know, kind of like Skyrim does where you could be like, I'm going to go in, you know, two-handed axes swinging, you know what I mean? With heavy armor, or I'm going to sneak in and, and take things out silently, you know? And so you got a lot of different ways to approach a situation in both games. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, sometimes I like to play it. I think too often I played it fast and loose. So <laughs> there's just a lot of people dying. So. And, 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 and you always call me Leroy. Uh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because I'm going in fast and loose doesn't mean I'm going to lose. <laughs> you tend to go run into the situations where oh, you're going to so lose. that's my problem. <laughs> Charge headlong into death. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh anything else uh no just just those three i mean there's other great games like uh hollow knight uh mm-hmm. play that that's a great yeah. game i mean time spinners as you or spinner it's, time spinners fucking good man yeah so i mean there's a there's like a whole bunch of like games that you could just make like these are the greatest games you know this generation and you know we were talking about it in our our host chat where like our our you know fourth person was stating that he's got enough games to last him through 2020 and i was looking and i was like i probably got enough games to last me through 2030 like all the games i have on my ps4 so and that's not including like some of the stuff you know like that's not including like new releases so Mm -hmm. coming this year but anyways or i mean next year but yeah that's you know the list could go on on like you said top 10 but yeah Mm -hmm. far cry 5 definitely took the top spot because i think i was like the most pleasantly surprising game for me as yeah. far as like how much fun I had with it. So now that was your first Far Cry game? Yes. Okay. And then I did New Dawn. So platinum both of them. I do want to go back and platinum four. I'd like to go back and do three. I don't know if two has a platinum and probably two and one two, probably two. I one don't think it does. One, one does. does Far Cry Classic does. It's super easy actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah I might I might try it. It might be it's ugly. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an old, it's an old ass game. I mean, but, um, like, I think that's like what I mean. I think it only came out on PC, but it was like pre Xbox 360, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's so, probably Xbox days. Yeah, like it was. Uh, it runs great, but yeah, it's just it's just not the best looking game. Um, Jason. So honorable mention. Um, because I'm always trophy hunting, I went back to Guacamelee on the Vita. Mm. That's a fun game. It's, that really is. I didn't. Fi- I haven't finished the platinum yet, but it's so enjoyable. Like you really, it's just. It's not even a hard. It's just fun to play. Like, mm-hmm. um, another Far Cry game, Far Cry Primal. Okay. I loaded that. Up, I loaded it up a couple times, but then once I got going, I just kept at it. It's it's actually quite enjoyable. It's a it's. A break from the the guns of Far Cry. It's cool using like traps and bows and spears. It was just fun, and the platinum's not that bad. That's the only Far Cry game I've not played. Um, and the the first runner up would be what me and Matt um, Neo. Yeah, we really we dug into that. I we we, we yeah. I'm still working on it, but I had a lot of fun playing Neo. Um, 
I'm, I don't know if I'd get Neo 2 at launch, but uh, I mean, definitely leaning towards it because of the how much fun I had. Um, but the winner actually, I don't remember ever beating this as a child. So I went back with Nintendo Online and I beat Super Mario Brothers, the first one. Oh, oh wow. really? <laughs> All eight wow. levels. And I like okay. got to do it and remember it. Like, I'm sure I beat it at some point when I owned it yeah. on Nintendo, but like, just having that access on my Switch, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go through the Nintendo Online library. Uh, that was the first game on there, and I beat yeah. it. I was like, yeah. hell yeah, I beat it. <laughs> Come nice. for you, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm going to get you. That's, I'm going to get you. That's awesome. Uh, that is yeah, awesome. Super Mario Brothers, still a good game. Who knew? Next up, favorite combat. Ooh. There was some good fighting this year in video games. There yeah. really was. I have uh, uh, I, I, who wants to go first? What do you want to go first? I feel like I've started the last three categories. I'll go first. Or, or actually, <laughs> okay, Jason, you go first. All right. And I'll take the next one. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go with, and normally I would never pick a shooter for this because they're all the same. They're just shooty, shooty stuff falls. Shooty, shooty. <laughs> <laughs> shooty, but, shooty, die! <laughs> pew, pew. I'm gonna have to go. I really enjoyed the gunplay in Remnant. Fucking day you did. <laughs> it was. It was different. It wasn't just like ammo's. Not. It's not like survival level. Like limited. Like oh crap! I only have five shots. But mm-hmm. like it did make you. I mean. Maybe I just have a knack for headshots. If Matt, Matt can speak to that. But yeah, I, it's I real like, weird. It's real weird. <laughs> I go, just, I go we've got that guy coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, just, it, felt, it just felt great. And like the different weapons, they all felt like, they all felt different. I thought that was cool. Like every weapon, yeah. like there, maybe the assault rifle and the typewriter were similar, but right. the weapons were so like, different play styles completely and i thought that was really cool yeah um, no, I, yeah. yeah that's definitely an honorable mention for me too that that game is oh man that game is so good <laughs> so I mean, many I, people just yeah. missed it too yeah uh hopefully more people get to play it especially that it's on game pass yeah please um, play that game an honorable mention would be star wars i did feel once you got the flow of things but i felt it wasn't as it's weird. Combat wasn't as common. Weird. Like, you would fight, and then there'd be a lot of, like, running around, jumping, climbing, then, co- like, it, it, it kind of broke the, the uh, consistency of it. But once you got going, like, I, towards the end of the game, I definitely, I didn't, like, hesitate. Even if it was, like, a heavy, like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. you had enough moves that it, it varied enough. It was kind of cool. Yeah. But that uh, remnant was definitely my favorite style. Yeah, like that, that game is. Well, and then I found out recently that that is uh, that's a, that's actually uh, I don't think it's a sequel, but it's definitely in the universe of another game that Gunfire did called yeah. Chronos. I did not know that. I think we were talking about that. Did we VR, talk about that? I think it's a VR only PC game. Okay, and um, I'm just like, I'm like, I have to see what that is now. <laughs> I think they didn't announce it till people on the forums. I think maybe on Steam or Chronos were asking them, like, "Wait a minute, isn't that?" And they're like, "Maybe." And then they finally like <laughs> went and they confirmed the setting, and like, 
I think it le- it's kind of like just before and kind of runs parallel to the beginning of Remnant. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Like the lore, I think you'd get more lore out of Remnant if you play the other one. Oh, okay. Like there's a little backstory. It doesn't directly lead, but it kind of gives you an idea of what happened. Mm-hmm. All right. Probably what sets your character on their journey to the island. And I'm excited that Remnant's got more content coming. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the stuff that they've added over over the stuff that they've supported, they've supported that game uh, correctly. Um, I, I think the one thing that uh, was it, it seemed very daunting at the time where you had to sort of re-roll your world. I mean, I know we'll probably get this get into this later, but them making it so you could just re-roll sections of it rather than the whole thing and then not to mention the hardcore mode uh yeah that game's that game's really good moose what do you got so <clears throat> honorable mentions uh control okay uh i like so the only complaint i have about control is the um like when you get into cover and you aim like you hold down l2 like if you let go it doesn't put you back in cover like you're, right. just, you're still just standing there which i i feel it kind of is a pain he has to get used to like you should just it should just be like if i'm in cover and i the only thing that should get me out of cover is hitting that button again not like l2 if i aim let me pop out get some shots other than that i felt like the gunplay was really good i like the special abilities no spoilers to the story of like what you have and can use in the game Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that a lot. So that got third place. Uh, second place or second honorable mention, Remnant. Loved Remnant. Loved the melee, the up close and personal. I agree with Jason. Like it's kind, you kind of want to treat your ammo like, hey, I got to be careful with my shots. But then it's not like Resident Evil Two or whatever where you're like, you I run can't out of ammo, fire anything. <laughs> I just have to run. I just have to run past this enemy. So. They did a nice balance with that. Also, then, like, later on, once you, like, get enough money or whatever to just carry around ammo boxes with you, like, it kind of yeah. makes clearing things a lot easier. But mm-hmm. um, So thoroughly enjoyed the combat in that game. And then my number one is uh, Children of Morta. So uh, okay. that game has phenomenal combat, especially, and to me, like, all the different styles of fighter, uh, of, like, character classes that they have in the game for each of the family members like they did a really good job with all of them mm-hmm. so like uh they took some care in developing yeah. that game which is yeah impressive. so like the the father is the board and sword and then like his daughter is an air is uses a Range. bow and arrow and she can move while shooting the bow and arrow but she uses up her stamina more quickly so you have to plant to like get your stamina back and then like one of his other Another family member has, uh, like, fire. She's a pyromancer. She can't move while she's firing. So, like, you have to, like, like you have to, like, really learn their strengths and weaknesses and get through the levels, you know, like, both ways. Because I'll talk – actually, I'll talk about it later on. We get yeah. to, I think the next category I'll talk about it more. But Sweet. Uh, <laughs> Children, Children of Morta is, is, was my favorite combat for the year. Okay. 
Uh, favorite combat, I have I have uh, five in this category. I'll be really quick. Uh, five and four would be Control and um, River City Girls. Uh, River City Girls is a, is a super solid beat em up um, that people should play. It's published by Arc System Works, developed by Way Forward. So that probably gives you the inclination that it's mostly pixel art, but it's a pretty ass game. Uh, my two honorable mentions are Apex Legends and Remnant from the Ashes, uh, both different, very different in their shooting. Uh, Apex Legends um, might. I mean, I think that's just another example of how good Respawn is at making games. Mm -hmm. And they made two really good ones this year. Uh, you know, in Apex, basically like the, everybody's new favorite battle royale game. And, uh, and, everyone, and basically the new best Star Wars game of all time, depending on who you ask. Uh, but Apex Legends is a, is a phenomenal, phenomenal example of really good gunplay. Uh, and I echo everything Jason said, as well as Moose, uh, and and more. I could I, I like going back into Remnant just to play, you know, a level or two, just to find, just to fight a boss. Um, it's a very good game, and my favorite aspect of it. I don't think this was super mentioned. Is in order to use the gun, you have to aim. Yes, and. As dumb as that sounds, <laughs> I would say out of like, context. Like I, as quote. dumb as that sounds, as dumb as that sentence may sound to somebody, in this in, in video games, it makes so much sense because, like I, I, this harkens back to when I first started playing, like first person shooters, and realized that you could aim. Um, like oh, that makes a lot more sense. They should they should make that more necessary because firing from the hip. Just, you just waste a ton of bullets. Uh, if you try and fire while you're not aiming in remnant, you just swing whatever melee weapon you have. And if you have a good hammer, it's really good in a fight. Uh, my favorite combat far and away is uh, Sekiro Shadows Dice Twice. Um, this is almost like From Software doing the anti-souls thing where instead of, you know, they, they planned for people trying to turtle like you would in Dark Souls. And they also planned on for people getting too aggressive where uh, like, like you would in Bloodborne to try and get that life back. Uh, but this treats swordplay with the utmost respect and it makes it more, uh, it, makes, it, makes, it makes it more like watching uh, a, an old school uh, Kung Fu film where you know they're doing over the top moves but there's actually a bit there's a rhythmic dance like quality to it mm -hmm. and uh and if you're not if, if if you're not on beat that's when you get hit uh so at some point in Sekiro, you have to you have to basically submit to the rhythm otherwise you get wrecked and uh no no game was more fun to fight in for me this year than, than Sekiro. <sighs> Next category. Favorite mechanic. I thought it was favorite mechanics. Game mechanic. oh, oh, favorite game mechanic. Okay. Shoot, scooter um, from Borderlands 2. Conversation over. Moving on. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Jason, 
We're starting with Moose this time. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> he like how I did that? <laughs> he's like, God damn it, I actually picked a mechanic. <laughs> so, no, I thought I, I had it uh, plural. Interpret this so I, want, I had favorite game mechanics. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my list. So I don't have like a I like, but I, but my my number one definitely has some really good a good mechanic in it. But anyways, uh, honorable mention blasphemous, like the way they built on unlocking things in the game in Metroidvania type style. Like I, I feel um, the that was really cool. Also dying, like dying in blasphemous was cool because like. Okay, you die, and you build up guilt each time you die, and you have to get back to, like, where you died, or you have to find a statue to pay a certain amount to resolve your guilt and get your health back. So I thought that was a cool mechanic instead of just taking your souls or whatever so you can't upgrade, or, you know, it, it punished you in the way that if you died, you would you would leave behind, you know, whatever and and that would that would build your guilt and so your health bar would just slowly go down to a certain point <laughs> yeah i think it's then, about halfway i think it was like three like it was three times which would go like halfway or something like that or mm-hmm. whatever i don't know but um i never I'm had sure, a problem I'm, with i'm just gonna tag team on you that's actually my number one okay uh, uh <laughs> that plus that death screen is that death screen is so good yeah <laughs> it i i highly recommend checking out blasphemous um, they did such a really good job with that game. I got to get back to it and, and play more of it and, and beat it. But that that was a really cool mechanic. Um, game. Uh, this one is actually just game mechanics. Uh, Ape Out. I thought Ape oh, Out was cool. Oh God, yeah, Ape like, really good. Like I thought it was cool. Like like making you grab your enemies and then using them to like shoot other enemies or grabbing doors and pulling them off things because you're like a what an 800 pound gorilla mm-hmm. who's got like shit ton of strength and you know so i thought that that was pretty cool um i liked how when you died like it would show your path through the level and then like you could start over and like it, that mm-hmm. game that game's on another list and so uh but anyways uh uh that that was pretty cool but uh children of morta it's my number one spot for uh, favorite game mechanic slash mechanics because they did like some really cool things like weaving the family together like you have your skills that you unlock for your own personal character and then like as your character levels up you unlock things for your family so like the main character is board and sword and then you when you get to unlock a certain amount of skill point or skills in your tree you unlock your family trait, which increases your health. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one of the other family members is like increases your critical hit chance because he's a rogue, you know, and he does critical hit damage. And so like they wove it together really well. And then what they also do to you is your family members get, get like, I don't want to say infected, but they get tired from like fighting what you're fighting in the game. And so like, their health deteriorates. So they're at like 24%. So their, you know, their health is like down 24% from what it was. So it's like, okay, well you go home and rest and I'll take out this family member and level them up and, you know, and get gear and and whatnot. Well, maybe not gear, but I'll just level them up and get experience and money and be able to unlock other things uh, in the game. 
And then That's what fascinating. Was and then what was really cool about it is also the upgrade mechanic is across the board. So it's not like you go in as the father who's bored and sword and you're only upgrading his, his like main weapons. You're upgrading your attacks, your attack power. You're upgrading your movement speed. And that, that goes across the entire family. So like any character you take into battle, if you upgrade it, your, your attack power like four times, they get that attack power up four times. So it's, it's, I, I like that mechanic that they add to the game instead of it being like, great. So now I really have to like level each of them well to keep them well-rounded. It's like, no, like you, he's the most upgraded that I have is the father just because mm -hmm. he's the one that I played on the most. And so, um, but like, then it's, it's starting to trickle down. And like, as, as that quote unquote sickness where they have to go rest, I've started rounding out, rounding off the other characters as far as levels go. But yeah, the game, just overall, the game mechanics in Children of Mortar is just awesome. It's just amazing. So that's been yeah. number one. That's a, that's a game I really want more time with. I've only played a little bit of it on Switch, but man, it's an it's a interesting, interesting Diablo-esque combat in that game. Jason? Yes. Uh, my honorable mention would be Slay the Spire. First couple Ooh. times you play it, you just pick whatever. But once you realize what you can do later, the decisions they give you, they're not just, oh, do you want a buff to this, this, or this? It's like, you want a buff to this, but you lose this. Or do you want more health, but you get a, a weakness every time? Or do, like, And then when you beat bosses, like I felt the decisions had more weight when you realized how the game worked. And I mm -hmm. thought that was pretty cool. It wasn't just a, oh, I'm just going to pick this. I'm going to pick this. I'm going to pick this. Like, I'd actually look at it and, like, kind of cycle the options. Like, oh, I can get 10 more health, but I get two exhausted cards each mm -hmm. hand. And it's like, oh, do I want to sacrifice the cards or do I need the health? Yeah. Or, or yeah. do I want to rest and get more health or do I upgrade? Do I think I can make the next fight? Like, I think it just, it, the way they, it wasn't just a card game. Mm -hmm. Like, it was cool. Well, and actually, let, let, let's not be let's not be reductive here. It wasn't just a good as hell card game. <laughs> <laughs> my other one, actually, and I'm sure I'd be the only one to pick this. I mean, I loved Wolfenstein Youngblood. Okay. And having a co-op, an AI co-op partner that just wasn't just she's with you shooting. Like if you use the buddy system, they had this thing. I forgot what it's called, but basically it was like they shouted out encouragement. You could actually change it up to, so every time I did it, I gave us both health and she gave us armor or you could switch it. You need both of them to do health and it was on a cooldown, but you could actually, it's, it wasn't explained well in game unless you really look. And I mm -hmm. put 60 something hours in. So you start to look. Yeah, you did. <laughs> At that and point, I, if you didn't find it. <laughs> and I thought it was cool. Like, cause I kind of wish, I also wish they would have explained it. Cause on my first playthrough, it would have been something useful. Like, Oh, that makes it a little easier. And mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of, it was a new way to do it. And I like that. Uh, it's kind of a side mechanic to that. If a buddy joined you, they could be your partner. And if they jump out, you go back to the AI partner. It's not like a whole thing where it resets. Okay. It's a, it's pretty seamless. Yeah. Like okay. someone could do, you could join my game and 
then you leave, I go back to the AI partner. You join, it's just, it works like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, as I said, when Moose was talking about Blasphemous, uh, Death and Blasphemous is actually my number one. Um, and I, I didn't really, I mean, my, my first honorable mention is definitely more innovative than that, but there was just something that game, that dying in that game did to me mentally, like overall, like I was super invested in, in trying to find all of my little idols to make sure I had no guilt. Uh, Blasphemous is a really fun game, um, but my uh, first honorable mention is Command Assignment in uh, Baba Is You. Uh, this is a, uh, Baba Is You, uh, I, I think I agree with Mark from Game Makers Toolkit that this is probably the most innovative game of 2019 because it's a puzzle game where the player unbeknownst to them sets the rules and um you well you are given rules at the outset but then you can push them around and change them like the first thing you see is baba is you and flag is win so you use the little white icon that's baba to get to the flag and you win but that changes over time to where you where uh it starts out as baba is you but you have to manipulate commands to uh, all of a sudden you can change it from flag is win to Baba is win for some reason, or wall is move where, or no wall is you, where you could just all of a sudden you are the wall moving around to get to the flag rather than being Baba. Um, it's one of it, it, and just doing that in itself sort of, it makes you feel like you're a god in a weird way. <laughs> it's just, and and the reverse engineering and the stuff that like Baba is you is is the best puzzle game that I've played since The Witness, and it was just like The Witness. It made me feel super smart when I figured it out, and made me feel super dumb when I was just at the end of it. And I'm just like, I need to take a break uh, because I'm an idiot. But then I would go back, solve it, and be like, Yep, I'm a genius again. Uh, so command assignment and Baba is you is my is my first runner up and my second runner up is flight in outer wilds. Uh, a lot of I've I've heard a lot of people say that the flying in this game is super clunky and archaic, but I think a lot of it makes sense in terms of like what the very rudimentary things I know about physics. As well as you wake up for the first time in that game and they're like, Are you ready for your first launch? So naturally, if it's your first launch, of course you're going to suck at flying. So you're going to be like, no. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and, then, and then even in the even in the little town you wake up in, there's like a little remote control ship that you can practice with. Still doesn't really prepare you for it because I don't know how many times I spiraled out of control in Outer Wilds and ended up in the sun. But uh, flying in the Outer Wilds is really fun and even if you even if you're like if you're at the point where you're i would say mid game and you're like you know where you need to go you just want to get there you can actually just autopilot your way there and the autopilot's pretty easy to to jump in and out of so so yeah outer outer wild is such a fucking good game favorite controls i'm gonna start this one uh my runners up are control and, and Untitled Goose Game. 
Mm-hmm. Control mm-hmm. Control is a very good third-person action game, and Untitled Goose Game is the best Hitman game of 2019. <laughs> um, I I think that the the uh, the simplicity, the simplicity of Untitled Goose Game is, it's, it's necessary, but it's also um, elegant, and it's just every, it's everything you need in a way that does not waste space. Um, Untitled Goose Game for being, you know, a three to five hour romp uh there's there's no wasted space in that game whatsoever and uh controlling that goose annoying the townspeople and just setting people up for shenanigans is is just hilarious uh control is i think i think rightfully so is my first runner-up because uh controlling jesse in even the combat situations is a lot of fun Sure, it could be more precise. It could be, uh, it could take, you know, what Moose mentioned earlier about, you know, popping in and out of cover uh, more seriously. But uh, I think that the only time it really, really fit, the only time the controls in that game really, really fail the player is during the bigger boss fights. And because some of those are just not very well designed. But, uh, but yeah, control is ultimately one of the more fun games to play of the year. My number one is Outer Wilds. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a whole lot of you guys not being surprised by that fact. Uh, Playing Outer Wilds is some of the most interesting um, exploration that I can remember in playing games and using the tools you get in Timberheart at the beginning of the game. Uh, they basically start you with everything and everything aids you throughout. So let's go to Jason next. The runner-up remnant and it's runner-up because there is a mechanic with the controls in remnant that drove me insane. L3 switches your aim from your left <laughs> or right shoulder. That gets so confusing. <laughs> it would only happen in the middle of boss fights, it seems. Mm-hmm. Particularly mm-hmm. the last boss fight. and High-stress boss fights. <laughs> oh, my God. It drove me. Like, I'd be like, I got the shot. Switch shoulders. Miss. Dead. Really? <laughs> really? really? Uh, so, yeah. That's the runner-up because it sounds like such a little thing, but it, like... Had there been an option to turn it off, it would have been perfect. Like, how hard would it have been to disable that? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, the my favorite controls were Jedi. Playing Titanfall from Respawn, I could do the wall runs, but I was never great at it. Like, you had to kind of hit the right angle. Like, you mm-hmm. had to be fast enough. I don't know if it was just Jedi made it easier, but it just felt good. Like, you always knew. Like, there were sometimes you'd come up short because you were running too slow or you made the jump too quick but it just felt good and like once you get your force powers like wall run wall run grabbing a rope force pulling it and then pushing some like it just it was more fluid without like a lot of practice i didn't feel like i needed to be an expert at the game okay so that would be my favorite controls in a game all right 
Boost? Uh, I'm going to go. My runner-up is uh, Children of Morta. I only had I, – I had a couple. Uh, controls, controls were good. Mm-hmm. So that would be third. Uh, second runner-up would be Children of Morta. Just it, – it plays like – it's a really – just plays really well as a dungeon crawler. Like yeah. really well, handles well, buttons, there's not latency. Like everything just, just moves like butter. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like we've talked about it before in our previous show, like Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you die in Super Meat Boy, you're like, no, I fucked up. Like the controls yeah. don't fail you, if that makes any sense. And so uh, Children Mort is kind of the same way. Like I don't ever feel like the controls fail me. And if if they did, it was because I didn't know the controls yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. wasn't, I hit a button and it wasn't a quick response. Or I mean, it was a delayed response instead of a quick one. I just wasn't familiar with the controls yet. And then um, number one definitely would have to be Remnant. Like I loved, it didn't get mentioned in my mechanic, but like the whole having to actually hold L2 to fire your weapon was awesome because it like allowed you to switch between your firing and your melee weapon real easily. And the melee, and your button's the same. R2 is your Mm -hmm. attack button, whether you're swinging melee or shooting. And I thought that was really cool. The controls were tight. You're aiming down the sights really good. Movement was good. Crouching was good. Melee was good. You know, all that stuff was good. Controls are really good in Remnant, so that's my number one. Yeah, the okay. me- I like the melee. That whole let go, and so it's there. Yeah. It's not an extra button, and mm-hmm. you kind of just, you have it. And it, it, But it made melee, when you change your weapons up, it made it feel useful, not mm-hmm. just... Because a lot of, most shooters, melee's useless. It's like, oh shit, the guy's right in my face, let me hit it. Like, it's a last resort. But yeah. like, there were, with the melee weapons, when you max them out, like, there was one that increased your, um, it built your, um, builds your mod, your mod ability. And like, so you could just take out the one hit guys, like a group of 10 of them, full mod, and then you recharge. Yep. Mm-hmm. And right back at it, we're going to uh, a random category. I call it the favorite question block category. Um, and this is where each of us can pick something we want to rank and uh, and rank it. Uh, my choice was uh, favorite weapons in Remnant from the Ashes. Um, uh, my number one with a bullet is the particle accelerator, mainly because you fire a little black hole into the middle of arena and it just brings everybody to one spot and just creates a nice little, nice little, uh, shooting gallery for you. Second favorite is swarm where you basically fire a little burst of radiation out of your arm and, uh, it basically goes after whatever living thing is nearby. It's a, it's a great little weapon. And then, uh, my third is, uh, the song of swords, which is a great buff for the entire party. And, uh, yeah, remnant is really good. You should play it. <laughs> I know, uh, I, I know, uh, I know, I know moose, uh, bowed out of this category. So Jason, what's yours? Mine was favorite line of dialogue from a game. I played a okay. lot of games. I played over a hundred games. You did. But there really, <laughs> there really weren't like a lot of memorable. Like Wolfenstein didn't have anything great. It was more cheesy. Mm-hmm. But so there's one line from Borderlands. There's actually two from Borderlands Three. But okay, the one and you both know there's there's a whole dialogue and like it doesn't make sense and you just he says classic Gary. Yep. <laughs> and it's just it was one of those ones that like. 
these guys that get end up turning into these creatures and it's just like they're, they're even joking about their predicament it's like classic gary <laughs> and it's just like it's one of those things that always stuck um the second one's not a spoken one it's from cthulhu saves christmas okay you go about your task and you end up being a mall santa and if you've seen cthulhu he's obviously not the most Santa looking one and the guy who pays you says you are the worst mall Santa ever and it just, it just fit the game <laughs> but number it's one really for good. me this is one of those random ones from Borderlands that only happens in certain instances and whenever it did I thought it was the funniest thing I was playing as Zane as my main character whenever he joined a party there was always a chance he'd say Sorry I'm late. There was a thing with the drunken spider ant and a princess, and that's a, a whole thing. Oh, let's get to it. <laughs> that's awesome. And the first couple of times I'd hear it, like, only bits and pieces, but then when I realized what he was saying, I'm like, that is just... Borderlands' strong suit's always the subtle, like... Yeah. Everything's funny, but there's always, like, little things you don't hear all the time. You're like, oh, that's what he's saying. It's when they're not swinging at the fences when they succeed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next one, uh, ne- next category, um, favorite boss fight. Uh, I have, uh, I know we're, I know we're pretty much going to start doing winners, but I just have a, I have a list here just because there were a lot of really good ones that I, that I faced. Um, my number one is definitely the final boss in Sekiro Shadows like twice uh, from software has never done a better boss fight. Uh, Ishin Sword Saint is his name. Um, also in the running were Noise from Re- River City Girls, the Guardian 8 second encounter from Sekiro, Essage uh, from Control, that's Jesse Backwards, Fighter in a Mirror. It's really good. Uh, Exposito in Blasphemous and the Dreamer slash Nightmare from Remnant from the Ashes. Moose, you skipped out the last one. What about this one? Uh, honorable mention and Boss Last Remnant, which was Dreamer slash Nightmare. Is that what yes. Name? Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, mainly because the co-op was awesome. Yeah. You, me, and Jason trying to take it on and like learning it and there was progression. I, yeah. I felt like Maybe we're banging our heads against the wall, but like we still had progression. So it wasn't like to the point where you're just like, oh, this sucks. I'll play it later. But like, we were making enough progression in it to be like, we'll keep coming, keep coming back. And then mm-hmm. you had to go to bed and we did it another time. But anyways, yeah, so that was a good one. Um, I know. It was a whole thing. <laughs> I know this one's going to be There's weird, a thing with the spider ant and drunk. Uh, uh, Gorefist for Last Remnant. Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed Gorefist. that fight. <laughs> Because it was kind of the same thing where like it was like me, Jeff, and Jason like trying to figure out where we could run in the world, like how we could not get killed by his little like get exploding assholes. Yeah, like, <laughs> assholes. Like not get blindsided by him. So that was a cool fight. Um I soloed it after I picked it up trying to go after the platinum and it took my second because I, I had I'd been away from the game for a while. It took my second try on him to kill him, but Got him down, and then my number one boss is the Spider King, which is the first boss in Children of Morta. And the reason he's my favorite boss is because he's pretty sporadic. He's got some ads. He's got some uh, spider webs that, like, slow you down. But then, like, there's a trophy uh, where you have to beat a boss without taking any damage. And I was like, I'm getting this fucking trophy on this boss. Mm -hmm. Because it's like 
I felt it was, you know, pretty impossible. And I got the trophy on that boss. And I was like, this is a, this is a good fight. I enjoy this. Um, and yeah, anyways, it's just, it's just a fun fight. So anyways, that, that was my number one boss fight. Uh, for me, just the runner-up is the is Kilobolt in Borderlands, only because mm. I don't know what it was, but I beat him, and then there were like IGN articles, Forbes, GameSpot. Everyone was saying this is the hardest boss; it's impossible to solo. And I'm sitting here like, I didn't do anything special. Was I just overpowered? Like I didn't get it, and I was like, and then I'm going back helping people. I'm like. This isn't hard. I like this fight. <laughs> um, but my favorite boss actually was from Remnant, but it was Clavenger. Okay. He's two. He's just two giant hands and a head. He's like a giant tree. Uh, I, the, it just it looks so cool. Like when he enters the fight, you're just like, what the f-? like? <laughs> giant, like oh yeah. god. <laughs> and it just it had a cool mechanic where he basically. He spins spun the arena, spun yeah. the table, like it's like you're on top of a giant dreidel, and he just spins you. Mm-hmm. And then it was like it was a cool fight. Also, it was where I got that trophy for not taking damage, because at the time the game was slightly broken, and if you entered the fight, you got the trophy. Because I clearly died in the fight, but hey, yeah, yeah, I I, I got it on the end. <laughs> uh, I do uh, have to say. Almost all the bosses in Remnant, they were unique enough that the fights were really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even their phoned-in boss fights were all right. Like, uh, I think it was called Rays or whatever. The giant triangle, the floating yes. triangle. Like, that's probably the, I'm, that's probably the least designed boss fight in that game. And, uh, and it's still fun to play. I, I'd honestly have to say only one boss fight sucked in that whole game, and it was... It's the one that kept glitching on me and you, Matt, where he teleports. Uh, Shroud? No. Oh, no. Um, oh, what's his name? Onslaught. Yeah, like, I yeah, don't know if we, if we ever experienced a fight as intended. So it was hard to, it was like, oh, this stupid thing. And we yeah. just beat it quick. But then, it was like, but then also, it was like, man, what if he's teleporting around the arena? That would suck. <laughs> 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 all right next category favorite level um uh for me this is there's really only one winner here uh that is the ashtray maze from control uh very late game very late game uh section of that and it is it's the one area that like i didn't i didn't really have i didn't have any trouble getting through it but man, the style in that in that section is just it is trippy. It's beautiful. The music that's playing, it's great. Like everything about that, it's I feel like Remedy just they all sort of huddled and said, look, we got I don't care how busted the rest of this game could run for somebody, this part has to run perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that like that is a definite like submitted for the Academy, you know, submitted for the Emmy Awards episode of a TV show. Like it is it is damn near perfect. Um and I, I have several runners up, but I don't really feel the need to, to talk about it. Like Ashtray Maze and Control is amazing. For me, it's the labyrinth in Remnant, but the 
section where you're essentially timed because you're being poisoned. Oh, and, yeah. And But more so when I was not playing co-op. Because that's the only time I actually was, I don't know if scared is the word, but like you're Stressed. running through. Yeah, it's very stressful because you hear the music was like it changed and you're like, uh, like you couldn't tell if something was about to jump out. And like you're also <laughs> trying to focus on trying to get through it. And I yeah. just, every time I got it, I was like, I, I actually enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, no, I I like that, but like when we were I, when I was headed when I was basically running for the platinum, I'm like, man, I don't want to do this place again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that is that is a coolly designed section of that game. Moose. Uh, so I got some good honorable mentions, but I'm just gonna do my number one, and that is pretty much any level in the tourist. And the reason I say any level wow. is just because. The game is just so simplistic in that it doesn't hold your hand, but then it doesn't, it's not so obtuse that you're banging your head against the wall. You just play the game and you enjoy it. And the reason any level is my favorite is because they're all beautiful. Like the game has such an amazing style to it. It's beautifully lit. It's got a lot of character to it. And you're just running around and moving throughout the worlds and it is such it's such a great game. I'm so glad I, I just bit the bullet and you know bought that game uh, this late in the year. And I uh, next week I have off next week from work. I'm going to play the hell out of that game and just beat it. I want to do it all in one sitting and just have a blast with it. But it's it's a lot of fun. So I say any any level in the tourist. It's okay. a lot of fun. Moving right along is a favorite setting and or game world. Um, I'm going to, uh, well, who, actually, you know what, Jason, you go ahead. I have to go with Remnant. I thought it was okay. so bleak, but it was so, I don't want to say it's, it's <laughs> cliche, it's bleak, but it's alive. But yeah. it just was like dark and like this world went to shit, but like mm-hmm. it was, I thought they did an excellent job on the level design. Like it was you randomized. To, then, you, then you go to the next world and everything has gone to shit there. <laughs> But it was it was cool that there was different like you went from you weren't just stuck in this rundown city then you were in a jungle then you were in a desert and mm-hmm. they even they made a desert look bleak which a desert's already bleak as it yeah is. yeah but it kind of the way they it showed this world that's completely destroyed like and ruined and it just, yeah. I thought they did a f- phenomenal job on the uh, the world and I hope that. I look forward to more content. Yeah, they, I want them to add more worlds to that game. Um, uh, I'm just—I'm not going to talk about any one of these. I'm just going to say them: uh, Custodia and Blasphemous, River City and River City Girls, Sengoku Japan and Sekiro, Small Town UK and Untitled Goose Game, The Oldest House in Control, and the Solar System you are in in Outer Wilds. All of those game worlds are awesome. <clears throat> Uh, next category, biggest. Wait, wait. What? The other guy. Ah, who cares about Moose? I for, I actually thought he went already. I apologize, Moose. <laughs> uh, DC and Division Two. It was a lot of fun running around that world and checking out like, like, like seeing how like 
would civilization, civilization Sting, very near future America. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very near future America. Uh, so I thought, I thought that was that was really cool. They had a lot of attention to detail. Um, it it was cool. It's it's it was it's it was fun running. It was almost as fun as running around New York in Division One. So uh, I just I I don't know. It's good. It's good yeah. Stuff. It's a it's a it's a it's a well realized world. Next category, yes. biggest dork. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm I'm never really sure how to just interpret this category. So I'm I'm I gonna say like you know these are these characters are, are that are generally like nerdy or nerdy or or like silly or but still lovable. And uh, I, okay. I think there's there's no other winner for me than Mudtooth in Remnant from the Ashes, just because all he really wants is someone to just talk to, but even he won't admit it to himself. <laughs> and he and he, and then he also like he's like when you actually like sit there and listen to his stories, he gives you his pocket watch. It's like you know what? I don't think I'm gonna need this anymore, but I'll bet you might. And then you do because it basically just skips a boss fight for you <laughs> so so yeah so yeah I, you know I, I i liked mud tooth he was he, mud tooth is all right in my book i i have several others that i could talk about but uh I'm give it to the man in the rv that's in a tree <laughs> even though it's a plane <laughs> loose uh parvati in outer worlds I'm gonna okay. jump on that wagon too. Uh, not only, not only like biggest dork, but most adorable dork. She's oh, yeah. just like just love, like her storyline is is great, and just her as a person is great. I really wish she would have won one best performance at the movie awards, but I mean the video game awards. But still, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? Like she's just a lot of fun to have in your party. So interacting with her and, and following one of her storylines she's pretty much guaranteed she will always be in my party for the rest of the game so okay yeah i mean to, she like i was pretty much a dick that whole game like if the dialogue <laughs> presented itself i was just like nope like it's like <laughs> you could you could just give it to me before i shoot you but like when it came to Pravardi, i like wanted to help her like she had a crush on someone and I was like, if something didn't work out, I'm like, oh, let's go to the bar and get drunk. Like, I felt like she was such a dork. Like, you felt yeah. bad. You're like, I want to help her. Yeah. Yeah. She's and then it's dork. Ashley Birch, who does Tiny Tina. That uh, that one scene in Remnant from the Ashes, um, hello? <laughs> uh, okay, so favorite new character. This can be uh, playable or NPC. Um I I'm not going to talk about any one of these, but I am going to rank that, or I'm, I am going to just mention a list. Jesse Faden control uh, the entire ensemble in Outer Wilds, Kyoko and Misaku in River City Girls, Wraith in Apex Legends, and uh, Remnant or Reggie from Remnant. Yeah, What's I gotta. Your... I mean, my runner-up is Reggie from Remnant because it's Lee from The Walking Dead, and it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Him basically the whole game yelling, come at me, bro. <laughs> Dave Fenoy is all over Remnant from the Ashes. He plays, but, um, the, he plays the male protagonist as well as Rich. <laughs> for me, it's actually Zane from Borderlands. Okay. Every Borderlands has 
the playable characters usually become NPCs. So I really hope with the next entry, he's he has a bigger role. He like I just he I felt he had some of the best one liners of because I played all four characters and I just mm-hmm. felt I mean Flack has the best and most disturbing one liner. Luce knows what like. <laughs> He says something about I don't do puzzles. So, he's like I don't enjoy your... puzzles unless it's putting together my enemy skeletons after I remove them from their bodies. And so like, we're sitting there. Said <laughs> this, and I shit you not, it was like ten, fifteen seconds later. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, everybody's like, but, what did he just say? Other than that, uh, Zane just like I even joined random parties and like. People were laughing at like the things he would just randomly spout out, and I was like, "This is I, this is awesome." <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, Moose. Uh, my favorite, uh, best new characters, uh, Typhon DeLone. Like he, Typhon DeLeon. DeLeon. Sorry, yeah, he's he's got a he's got a great. It, it was like the stories that he was telling in his logs, like as you're like running around Pandora and Borderlands Three, and then. You know, well, like, you step in shit. Consider yeah. the upside. <laughs> <laughs> like really okay. But, like he was a what was it? He was a turd farmer. Yeah. I mean, come on. And so like it's juvenile uh, and stupid, but man, it makes me giggle. <laughs> so I I thought he had he had a really good personality. Uh, it, it played out pretty well in the game. Uh. And then honorable mentions were uh, Flack, because just Flack is just weird with some of his sayings, like especially that one-liner <laughs> about the puzzles. And uh, and then the main character in uh, my friend uh, Pedro is is pretty cool. I think okay. like he's you know pretty stylistic, flexible, nimble, like moving through the through the world and and doing mul- shooting in multiple different directions, which was pretty fun. So yeah. Those are my best new characters. All right. So the next category is favorite style. And yes, I stole this from Giant Bomb and and I, I stole it out of love. Um, basically, this is a, this is no real definition here. It's just like what the, what's a game, what's what what's a game that you consider what what's a game that you consider to be the best example of like a, a stylish presentation. Um, my winner is control. Um, I think they do the Xbox or Xbox um, X Files. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Moose is like, what? <laughs> no, they do. And you buy one? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, I <clears throat> they do the X Files cross Twin Peaks cross, you know, sci-fi <clears throat> espionage <throat> thing really well. Um, the the training videos from Casper Darling are magnificently present presented as well as the music video that you get to later. Um, and uh, yeah, controls so well done might be, it's, it's probably my second favorite example of world building this year. Um, and then I'll, 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 we'll probably get into what my favorite one is later on in this show. Moose, you're next. Uh, honorable mention, uh, my friend Pedro. Just the game is just like kick-ass style. Like you're running in one direction and shooting backwards off of the hand to hit an enemy up above you, ricocheting shots, 
just sliding around, rolling around, having a good time. I, I thought the, the gameplay was good and the style was good. Uh, Chilling the Morta, the 2D pixel art is just freaking gorgeous. Uh, the game, like, there's some sections in the game where, like, you actually come up to a scene and it, like, shows you, like, an over, like, maybe not an overview, but a large chunk of, like, the world you're going to be in. And it's just, like, every time I just stop there for, like, 20, 30 seconds and just enjoy the view, like, what they've actually built. And then move on. But mm -hmm. um, uh, my number one choice is the tourist. Okay. Uh, just like that. I just like that art style and uh, what they've done with it. As simple as it is, it's just, it's just got a lot going for it. You know, like the lighting, the uh, um, kind of almost like pixel, like 3D pixel style. What was it voxel, I guess? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just really cool. And like, not only that, but like the game, like you, there's no combat in the game, but you still have to fight stuff. So it's kind of like got a puzzle system to it. And then you got to like unlock stuff and like, jump between the worlds and carry things from one world to another like knowledge wise and figure things out and so i just i just think it's like a really good game style wise so i have to go with rad i just they Ooh. fully embrace the 80s look the yeah. groovy i <laughs> love the 80s like they really just went with all the colors and like just the the narrator just being so over the top Mm -hmm. I say it was I that that was definitely loaded. <laughs> yeah, like it was so like pause menu loading. <laughs> yeah, no, like Double Fine's sense of humor is really really good, and they they applied it very well to Rad. Uh, next up is a favorite moment. I'll go first. Oh, okay. So I actually have there's three. Um, the first one, Matt got to experience. I showed my four-year-old Untitled Goose Game. Mm -hmm. And um, so one day me and Matt were playing Remnant and she came home and all you hear is, Dad, can we play Hong Kong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Facebook video of Arya is priceless. It was one what does the goose do? Honk! <laughs> it was just so emphatic with the honk. Uh, my next runner-up is the first time I saw the Horde in World War Z. I was playing with Jeff, and I think Moose was in the party, and I'm just like, oh, holy, holy shit. Like, mm -hmm. you just see it in the distance. You're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. um, right. But definitely, hands down, top was the first time we beat Remnant. Yeah. Like, we all, we were just, we were just like, Yes! Yes! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> like, we've been banging our heads against the wall so many times. Like, me and you both were Googling, like, mm -hmm. like tactics. We're like, we're, like, we're looking at this. We're doing everything they're doing. How come this thing isn't dying? <laughs> and then we finally got it. And we're like, yes! Yes! Like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was my favorite moment. Just <sighs> beating a game where it had like yes mm -hmm. like this because some games i beat this year and it was just like all right cool but like it wasn't like this was one of those like we had like we kept going one more try we're not ending like this yeah. and then we did it and it was like yes mm -hmm. white knuckle mm -hmm. tension there 
Moose? Honorable mention, Typhoon De Leon reveal, Tiny okay. Tina reunion. Okay. Love that. That was awesome Borderlands 3, getting to see her. And then uh, the last Remnant final boss. So that it just that was a really good moment. And I mainly just because it like brought us together as like co-op players in mm-hmm. the game. And then we just had we had a I mean, like I said, we were making progress. We're moving along, and then finally, when we were able to beat him, for me, I know you, yeah. you guys, that was during Mister Mister. I've got three months off on paternity leave, you know, so you guys were able to beat it before I could. But like when mm-hmm. we finally got together and beat it in my world, it was very satisfying to beat that last boss and get that trophy for that. But yeah, that was. I think that was the best moment for me for this year, mm-hmm. as far as gaming goes. I will say the Typhon De Leon reveal, I feel like the dialogue in-game matched what everyone playing. Like, as Lilith does it, everyone's like, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she says what we're all thinking. Like, the player's like, uh, wait, what? (laughs) Is this this real life right now? Is this going on? (laughs) Yeah, that, that one was really good, and then Everybody loves Tiny Tina, so that was that was good. Um, the sadly, the final boss in Remnant is my first honorable mention. Um, my second honorable mention is the last, the end of Control, the last three missions, because that shit that goes some places there. My number one is a, is a tie between two boss fights in Sekiro. Um, the first Guardian Eight fight, where you basically chop his head off. And then the body decides to get up, pick the head up in one hand and the sword in the other, and fight you again. Uh, that's that happens. That, that the escalated second, quickly. Yeah, and then the and then the the other one is the final boss fight where he, it shows up and it's a guy you fought several times and you beat him and then all of a sudden the final boss come basically he cuts his neck and the final boss's hand reaches out of the neck, rips the body. And then says, okay, now it's time to fight. <laughs> so, like, the Guardian Ape, Jason, as you're fighting it the first time, has a fucking sword through its neck already. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, this is this is not going to end well. Like, like well, I'm but, fighting an enemy that already see, has a sword in its neck. This is not going anywhere. But see, the, the thing is, the thing is, it, it fucks, it fucks with, it fucked with me as a From Software fan, as someone who's played their games since Demon Souls. Like yeah. everything that I understand about a From Software boss fight happened, and then they say nah because it's just like shinobi execution victory achieved you're like yes did that and then you look at the screen wait a minute that body's mo- what yeah i don't have any i don't have any what How? what and then you know it's a completely different fight it's different enough that it's it's just gonna mess with you in 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 different ways and oh that game is so good uh, let's move on though before we spend too much time talking about that mm-hmm. next up I have favorite score. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, as someone who really likes music a lot, I'm just going to rank what I have. I'm not going to talk about it, but my, my favorite score of the, of the year is definitely Outer Wilds. Then it's Sayonara Wild Hearts, uh, Blasphemous, uh, Plague Tale Innocence, Untitled Goose Game, Ape Out, 
River City Girls, and Cadence of Hyrule. <clears throat> Whichever one of you wants to go next, Ken. Uh, I just got next. mine out of the way quickly. Um, so best score, I would go uh, Cadence of Hyrule. That was my first honorable mention. Danny B. Uh, Katana Zero. I thoroughly enjoyed the music in that. Uh, is number two, and then my number one is Ape Out. Ape Out. The, the, the kind of like jazz play music while you're playing. It's 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 good, man. I yeah, it really it. is. So it really is. Yeah. And if you haven't played that game, fucking play it. If you have a Switch, just it. get it. It's, it's really good. fun. It's yeah. really fun. The visual presentation's great. Jason. As someone who rarely plays with sound on for games, for one reason or another, uh, this was tough, but I enjoyed the different level music in Remnant, I, like from the jungle to the dead, like it, it matched the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, Sparklight had great, like, it, it matched the pixel art, like the type mm-hmm. of like the old school retro music. Um, but oddly enough, and probably because I had the collector's edition, Days Gone came with the soundtrack. So I just started, I had access to the whole soundtrack and I really enjoy it. Nice. Okay. Cool. I don't, I, I listened to a little bit of it, um, uh, but I don't really remember it. I, I didn't play the game either. So, um, also, shout out to Disco Elysium. That game has a good ass soundtrack from one of my favorite just Brit pop bands for the past decade or decade plus. British Sea Power. That, I really hope that comes out on vinyl at some point because I will buy it. Uh, next up, favorite story. <clears throat> go. go ahead. I got This was quite easy because, frankly, I played a lot of games with. Um, uh, the stories weren't that great. Right? Um, oh, video I, game stories aren't great gen- in general. <laughs> I mean, I, a lot of the games I play, I have a lot of issues with you games. I mean, mm-hmm. but right. um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed Outer Worlds. Okay. Um, the way, I mean, the story was basically the same for everyone. The blueprint was there, but the way you went about it, I like, and talking to people about parts of the game, I thought it was really cool that they came to different how they got there like there was always almost always two different ways to approach like oh you could shut off the power for these people and not these people and then these people are pissed at you so you have to do this and i just thought it brought the story together because it was the it showed just how much the developers put into it that you could just go this way or go that like they and and then watching i think moose watched it the someone beat the outer worlds in 12 minutes and like even the developers were amazed that they put this stuff in there for the story like stuff that had to be done and someone just completely obliterated it and i just (laughs) i I just thought it was cool how the it was almost like a not completely but like a choose your own adventure like the end goal the goal was still there at the end there was like three possible endings but like getting there was just so thought out that you could really anyone playing had a different opportunity to it wasn't the same old like everyone who plays Shakiro essentially it's the same thing each time like this was like even you could play it twice in Outer Worlds you're gonna have a different experience unless you did the same thing but like right and I I really appreciate that cool Moose. 
Um, so this one was interesting for me. Um, cause like, if I'm going to sit here and think about story, there's really only one game that I really like paid attention of, you know, completely to the story. And that was Children of Morta. Um, even though I haven't finished the game, the story so far is intricate and involves like the family and how their lives affect each other and are infected or affected by other people that they're close to. So I thoroughly enjoy the story. I'm invested in each character, like what has happened to them and brings them back to Morta is uh, intriguing. And it's like, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of like building your team. And then you're like, let's go on and like take on the world and like finish this. So it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. I had a uh, Katana zero as an honorable mention. And then I just threw Death Stranding in there because I played a little bit of it. And the little bit of it I played, I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game? But, you know, so like, you're just like, this story is crazy. So I don't, like, I feel like it's more maybe the storytelling is better in that than the story itself, if that makes sense. So. I know I I don't know like I want to fin I want to finish that game to really <coughs> rein in on it but um, yeah Children of Morta is my best story of the year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I I actually had a super difficult time with this until very recently. Um, I was I was I I really like the story in Sekiro. Um, but it's it's a runner-up. I originally was really fighting it out between Outer Wilds, Control, and um, Blasphemous. But then you know Outer Wilds and and Blasphemous are more about world construction than an actual narrative. Um, mm-hmm. Control as I would put that in as well because a lot of that story comes from ancillary stuff rather than what you do in the game but my favorite story this year is a game i played very recently in platinum uh a plague tale innocence uh, it is it is a solid solid story uh in the vein of, I, I don't want to say in the vein of last of us but i feel like that's they're kind of swinging for that sort of structure Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't think it'll ever get to a point where it's as revered as The Last of Us is, but I think that uh, a, a, a not quite AAA studio doing the visuals that they do. They bathe the narrative in complete and total dread, um, and the interactions between. Uh, Amicia and her little brother Hugo, as well as the cast of characters you meet along the way, all contribute to a very, very satisfying arc. While I have some problems with combat in that game, as well as like the very final act, I don't want to say final, like act is in final third, like I would say the final two missions are not great, Um, but the epilogue wraps it up really nicely. Uh, all of the threads are are tied up very well. This is a this is a game that deserves more attention than it got this year, and uh, it is definitely my favorite story. 
and uh, I was I'm glad I finally got around to playing it. And then we will get to our final category of this part of the show: uh, favorite independent video game, bum, or bum, bum. or favorite indie if you nasty. Um, uh, well, let's uh, let's let's start with Jason. So this of the hundred plus games I played, a hundred plus were probably indies. <laughs> Um, this one was tough. I did have a couple honorable mentions that I, I need to mention. Blazing Chrome. Um, okay. Love me a Contra game, and this really nailed it. Um, even got the opportunity. To- Better than the actually named Contra game that came out this year. Mm-hmm. I'm only aware Rogue of the Contra Corps. Anniversary Collection. There was no Rogue other Contra. Corps. No. Rogue Corps. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, you're just dis- you're just disregarding yep, that one. Yep, okay, I get it. Yep, yep. <laughs> you got it. You you're picking up what I'm throwing. All right, uh, Cthulhu saves Christmas from Z Boyd Games, Cosmic Star okay. Heroines creator. Fantastic game. Uh, Immortal Planet, which you're playing now. It's like a Bastion Dark Souls Hyperlight Drifter mashup. So a lot of fun. Uh, rad. I have to throw that in there. But my top three are Sparklight. Okay. Which I got to play at PAX and it delivered this uh, fall winter. Um, Untitled Goose Game. It's just a fun game. It's, it really it's like is. one of the shortest games I played this year, but still, it's such a blast. It's just like, I mean, it's basically how to be a dick simulator. Yeah. I almost put the Goose as like my favorite character, but I feel like they, I feel like everything around that it's come out around the goose has sort of made it better. Uh, but yeah, the goose game is so fucking good. Uh, my favorite indie this year, Slay the Spire. It's one of Very those. Nice. I just, you play it. Like once you learn, you just like, I need to go another round. I need to keep like, you just keep going. And like, and it's not like, it's not just one genre of games. And it's mm-hmm. just so, there's just so much depth to it. And it doesn't seem like it at first. Like, describing the game to someone would be like, oh, it's a card game roguelike with mm-hmm. combat, but not. And yeah. Like, it's one of those, like, no, no, you just try it. Yeah. Like, I heard you talking about it, but I don't even recall you, details you mentioned. And I was just, the amount you talked about, it, I'm like, I'm just going to check this out. Yeah. And it's then, like, it's like, Slay the Spire is like one of those. I'm just gonna look up something on Wikipedia, and then three hours later, what the hell happened? Where, where did? Where am did, I? <laughs> that, but that's what. It, but what that's day what it, is it? That's what it, it really felt like. You just you just keep going because it's it's the gameplay is so quick, mm-hmm. but you could play I, for, and then you're like, damn it! No, I was so close. Like, I don't even I don't even know how close I was to even if I was even close to beating it, but I didn't care. Like I just right. kept going. I'm like, I'm just. This is so much fun, yeah. and it was perfect on the Switch. Like just pick it up. Hell play. yes, it is. Like as much yeah. as I want the trophies, playing on the Switch, just picking up, play, bunch of floors done, pick it up. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. I would love to. I would love to. I would love to get the Binding of Isaac Platinum at some point. But man, it's so much fun <laughs> playing on the Switch. Uh, Moose. How about you, sir? So, honorable mentions, uh, Katana Zero, and number three, 
uh, great 2D side scroller. And that one's got really good style too. The artwork is great and the colors are awesome. Uh, and then Children of Morta, number two. Mm-hmm. And number one, I have not mentioned this game at all on any of my lists, but Overwhelm. Uh, it is... I don't even know what this game is. It is... It's a crazy, it's a crazy little 2D side-scroller shooter where the enemies get stronger as you progress instead of you. And so, like, you have to get better at moving around the world and get better at taking down the enemies and stuff like that. It's, um, very, it's like the color palette is pretty much red and black and white. (laughs) All right. It's, it's, I highly recommend anybody check it out. Um, it could have been on my platform is this on? Uh, it's on Switch. I think, as far as I know, it is only on Switch right now. Um, and it's, I want to say 10 bucks, five, 10 bucks, but, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like when you, like when you beat your, your enemies that have like gained power as you're progressing through it, like it's, it's pretty satisfying. It's got a satisfying game mechanic behind it. So. I recommend it. A side scroller for all you people that want a level one Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, my favorite indies of the year, uh, I played a lot of them. Uh, honorable mentions would go to Untitled Goose Game, Blasphemous, and Baba Is You. Uh, but my number one far and away is Outer Wilds. Um, Mobius Games, they started, they started this game as uh, I think the challenge that was laid before them was to basically explain the Heisenberg uncertainty principle as a video game <laughs> and i'm like all right i'm down for some science stuff and what they what they delivered is honestly the uh, it might be like i this this game is will definitely show up in the next half of the show for me um but what they what they delivered is the they delivered the best version of the thing that kept the legend, the original Legend of Zelda, as my favorite game of all time. Uh, it wasn't that it was. It wasn't that it was a good game, or that it was. Uh, it was, or it, you know, was a good open world, or or whatever. But one of the things I really like to do in games is just explore and have that exploration mean something, and. In Outer Wilds, when you explore for any amount of time, whether it is added to your info map at the end of your little 22-minute cycle because it runs on a 22-minute cycle a la uh, Majora's Mask. But uh, I found myself knowing something at the end of each of those. And uh, either either I, I found myself knowing that I needed to go deeper or I needed to, or I knew where I needed to go next, or I had learned another piece of uh, the info map or the story. And everything in this game is presented in such an elegant and beautiful way. Uh, 
to the point where like this tiny little solar system does more for the player than the 19 quintillion planets of no man's sky like it is it doesn't it doesn't start out that ambitious it doesn't say like you have a universe ahead of you uh it just says hey you know we've got a whole we have we have we have uh, some people that are in the solar system. Uh, we're sending you up to sort of learn about it because we found this ancient, we found this ancient, this ancient race that, you know, we know about. Uh, each of them has some, a different piece of information. They're all on different planets and you can find them by the musical instruments they play. And that starts you on a journey that has, that is just, one of the best games I've ever played. And uh, I, I, could, I cannot say enough uh, about this game and uh, foreshadowing and spoiler alert, you're going to hear a lot more from me about it later on in this show. Uh, Outer Wilds by Mobius Games, published by Annapurna Interactive, who kill it every year, it seems like. Uh, they, this, is, this is a phenomenal game that you should play. Uh, I don't want to say, I don't, I, I feel like I could recommend it to everybody, but I also want to say that you might not get the same thing that I do out of it, but I would say at least try. If you, if you bounce off, you bounce off it. What can you do? Uh, but I think that will wrap up the first part of episode zero of Story Route Zero. And yeah, we will be back. You're going to hear uh, a little bit of a, an explanation about something else we're involved in real quick. And then we will be back with a, another talking person as well as our 10 favorite games of 2019. So we will see you in a little bit. Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fund culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above.
This has been an episode of Story Route Zero. Thank you for coming along on this journey. We sincerely hope you enjoyed yourself as much as we enjoyed having you. Once again, you can find everything we do at StoryRouteZero.com. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRoute underscore zero, or you can email us at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. If you'd like to hit us up individually anywhere, you can find Moose at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N, everywhere on social media. That's PSN, that's Twitter, that's Instagram. You can also find him on Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall at GimpyJ, with two Ys at the end. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Twitch. And he also has a website called WhereIsThePauseButton.com. Captain Canada is the only Story Route Zero exclusive. He's the only one you can only find right here on the show. As for me, I'm Infinite underscore Rewind everywhere I'd like to be. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's PSN, and Twitch. I also have my own website, InfiniteRewind.com, where I do all sorts of weird writing and rambling. Check us out at all the places. And remember, you are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. But for now, it's back to the real world for us. We will see you on the next one.